Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. You know, I was trying to watch a little bit of the players because that thing got to be a runaway. And like I say, Scheffler, where did he chip in? Was it him that chipped one in, Craig? Num- number eight. He chipped yeah, in at number eight on the par three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I just cut over there and saw that, you know, and everything and, and the whole deal. Um, did they start off on, on, on 10 and 1? Or did they, um, did they, go, did, did they have a funny start deal? Because when I got this, over there, what? They did on Saturday. Uh, on, okay. on Saturday, they, they went off the, the two tees. Um, yeah. They were trying to make up see. for time lost to weather, weren't they? With threesomes, yeah. Yeah, they got behind. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if they did a two-tee start yesterday, Pat. I, I mean, was, the leaders well, definitely teed off yeah. number one. I mean, yeah, right, Scotty right, Sheffler right. teed off number yeah. one. All, all, all was, the leaders definitely teed when off I, number when one. When I cut over there, it seemed like there was, you know, some funny numbers. I didn't pay much attention to it because it looked like it got out of hand, you know, and everything. But anyway, I, it looked like there was some Well, he birdied five in a row times, from yeah. eight, oh, starting yeah. with that chip in that you talked about. Right. Then he birdies to par five ninth, and then birdies 10, 11, and 12. And, and, and at that point, Unless he did something crazy, it, it was going to be right. over. Yeah, right. Now, Hatton, he's the one's about half a nut, isn't he? Yeah. He to well, he's got a big and, temper. Yeah. He's, he's my I mean, man. Carol huh? Hatton. He's a heck of he a needs, player, though. But Yeah, I know. And he needs to go see a doctor or something. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he birdied his last five holes. Shoots. I tell you what, he made himself a bunch of money at the end, though. Yeah. Coach, he is not going to be uh, – the PGA is not going to ask him to do a seminar on um, you don't etiquette. Think. Uh, that that is not uh, that that's not something he's going to be asked to do. Well, people that talk people that talk to themselves and then answer it back, you know, always worry me a little bit. You know, it's one thing to mumble, kinda, one thing to mumble yeah, on jelly bean to yourself. It's another thing yeah, when you answer back. Okay, when you answer back and he gives some kind of exotic hand sign and stuff like this. I mean, this cat can obviously play. Yeah. Pat, on 18, he's over in the pine straw to the right at right, 18. You've played right. that course. Yeah, you know I've, got, that hole I've been in that pine straw. And, oh, yeah. Okay, he's in the pine straw, and he and he hits this low, you know, a, a low-cut four iron, and just it, it <laughs> just comes out perfectly and, and you know, hits it up, I don't know, within like 15 feet of the hole. Just a, an amazing shot. And even he had to look at his caddy and smile, and they were showing the highlights doing the interview with him. And they show him smiling, and he goes, "What? What are you guys trying to do? You're you're hurting my reputation here, you know." Showing me smiling, <laughs> but uh, oh goodness, okay. But no, he was uh, he finished with a sixty-five and finished second. Hoagie, the um, kid from TC, not kid, but I mean, uh, played his yeah. college golf sure. at, at TCU. But he shot a sixty-two on Saturday, set the course record. Lord. There had been a bunch of guys shoot sixty-three there, never yeah. a sixty-two, till Tom wow. Hoagie. I I tell you, that guy, especially his irons. Uh, he can play, and he ends up uh, finishing in a tie with with Hovland at ten under. I mean, they each won what almost one point five million, one point four seven five million. So, and and Victor Hovland, good for Victor. Uh, that, yeah, he, that he was like playing. Said, what he ended up? What he ended up finish, Greg? Ended up uh, uh, ten under, so tied for third. Okay, so one point. Okay. Uh, good for him. One million four hundred seventy five thousand for Victor, and then Matsuyama finished finished fifth uh, with a little over a million dollars. So. 
I can't fathom shooting a 62 on that course. I can't fathom <laughs> shooting a 65 crazy. on it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, on that thing? My Lord. Anyway, interesting interesting week, guys, in a lot of different ways. There's so many different – you know, you, I was trying to pay attention, kind of halfway pay attention to this basketball stuff and see what was coming down there then and and the whole deal. And as as the games were, were ending up waiting for the – the announcement ceremonies and everything, and goodness sakes, um, you know, as far as yeah, Memphis, Memphis, Memphis beats Houston because Houston didn't have the what the Sasser kid didn't play. Mark Sasser, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but they didn't uh, shoot the ball well either. I mean, Memphis, yeah, they, they just it. didn't play a good game, it. and Memphis, Memphis beat them double digits. Yeah, Memphis should have beaten them that last ball game up there. You know, when what Houston yeah, made a closer right. shot good on point. Them. at the end of the season. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And and obviously Memphis has got guys that can play and. I, you know, y'all did a good job. I saw a replay of it. I didn't want to watch. I don't like watching those injury replays where Sasser looks like he hit a wet spot and kind of did the splits. And yeah. you get an injury down in that groin area, mm-hmm. and they're hard to get well. You know, hard to get well. So that'll that'll be worth following. You know, and and the whole deal. I shouldn't feel this way, but you know what? With with college basketball, I, you know, I, the, the Alabama story. It just makes me feel so bad. And then, you know, and the kid's obviously an outstanding player, and they've got an outstanding basketball team. But the way that whole thing came down with the, the weapon and the killing and all this kind of stuff, it just it, it, it kind of turned my stomach every time I saw Alabama. And I don't like feeling that way, but I do. You know, and then the whole, and then and then you get into the final four, and, and they're not going to say, the, the TV folk are not going to say anything, obviously, ill about Alabama at this point in time. I don't know, that, that just kind of worried me all well, the way you need to pull through. for it. Become an Arizona fan then, Pat, because uh, – Oh, I'm anybody they, that they, they play. Oh, I know. It. Well, yeah. I'm just no. saying they're the number two seed in in that oh, region yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, after oh, taking out UCLA over the weekend. So, Well, I'm pulling for the winner, the, you know, whoever, Texas Corpus Christi or, or Southeast Missouri State, <laughs> I'm pulling for them. You know, I'm anybody that – I mean, I, I, Alabama could not get sent home quick enough for me. Be real honest with you. I don't even like. I think it's a tarnish on college basketball, personally. But that's just me for what's what they've gone through. But but anyhow, well, it's they a, rolled through that SEC no, I know tournament. It. Oh, with, with I know not they did. Resistance. I know it. Yeah. Oh, I know it. I know. I mean, they got an outstanding basketball team. There's no question. That, that's what's that. so amazing about it is. How can that be the same team we saw in Norman at the end of January? That's, that, that, this well, yeah. lousy OU team oh, just blew you off the face of the earth. I, the number OU. one overall seed, yeah, right, yes, Matt? No, yes, you yes, just cleaned them out yes. in Norman. I mean, right. yeah, and OU, OU can't get to the NIT. Can't get you to know? the CBI. I mean, I mean, no, any of it. I mean, <laughs> my Lord. And No, I was thinking that yesterday, and, and I'm thinking, wait a minute now. I mean, this is – and this is the same bunch, but whatever – would how would y'all have seated? Would these would Alabama, Purdue, uh, Houston, KU? Would y'all would that have been your four seeds? I, I think the, so. The czar. I, I think you could. I had a good conversation with a buddy of mine about this. I think you can make mm. a case for Texas. I mean, they beat Kansas two games out of three. I know the committee doesn't just look at head-to-head matchups; they look at at everything. I understand that. Um, I think you can make a case for Texas. Um, I know Kansas won the regular season, but Texas won the tournament and, like I said, beat KU two out of three. Um, it, these are probably the four. Yeah, I, I, I think these are, these are the four. I might actually – I might still have had Kansas as the number one overall seed. You know, wow, it, I, wow. You know, even though See, they I lost the other I would, 
I even after losing by, uh, I mean, Kansas yeah. number one overall after they got cleaned out by twenty. Well, by ju- Texas? just because, I mean, just because the, and I understand why they didn't. And I think that's one of the main reasons why. But the totality of their season, they had a ton of what they call quad one wins. However, you know, was it top fifty or top, you know, whatever it is. Um, they had a bunch of those. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but just for the totality of what they did throughout the season, um, and I know they got blitzed the other day. Believe me, I watched it, uh, and, and trust me, I, I I know it. What it was not pretty, but um, I, no, I it, it, I I think these are probably the four. Um, if if they wanted to put Texas in there rather than like a Purdue, that wouldn't have necessarily bothered me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I. People, you know, they say don't mess with Texas. I, you better heed that advice because they got they got athletes. They've got to, and if Dassault plays like that, because I, I've seen Dassault sometimes this year, guys. I mean, I've seen him at times this year not look very good. He was wasn't he the MVP of the tournament? I think. He, I, I seem mean, like I heard that. Yeah, he, he's he's playing his best basketball right now. He is. You're right, Matt. Yeah. No, for for much of the year, you just look at him and he's just another big guy. And, yes, and, and you're right. thinking, you know, really no factor on the game. I mean, he goes seven out of nine, made all four foul shots, 18 points, six rebounds. He he was a force, uh, you know, th- in the TCU game, Matt, like we talked about. He goes for 15 points, eight rebounds, six out of seven in that one, three out of four from the line. Well, and they did this a the other day without – A couple of shots. I mean, yeah. They did this the other day without Timmy Allen. I mean – Oh, I know. You know, oh, yeah. so uh, Texas is real good, and, I, and trust me, there's a – I don't know that anybody – there's not a lot of people around here that want to hear that, but the facts are the facts, and Texas can ball. They can play. Yeah. You know, the uh, the guys – now, uh, you know, Matt, and you're exactly right, but, you know, KU, I mean, they got they got just stomped several times. Give your you know, numbers I mean, there, Pat, that you had. I well, mean, what I had – I had Tennessee beats them 64 to 50. Right. Uh, uh, TCU beats them 83 to 60. Iowa State beats them 68 to 53. Texas beats them there twice, 75 to 58, and then 76 to 56. This is not, of course, you know, college basketball is not very good anyway. Period. I don't think. But from the standpoint of, you know, this is not, this is not vintage Kansas. You know, and sometimes in my mind, I try to make them that because you know I'm so fond of self and and you know what KU basketball is. I I would to me I could have put I could have put Marquette or several people ahead of them. You know, if I were the czar of basketball, and that's and that's where I'm guilty, Pat. Is I just haven't seen Marquette play enough. You know, and well, that's my fault. You know, I've caught them a couple of times. You know, and again, that's just you know it's kind of like seeing a highlight film. Sometimes, if you haven't seen them, I mean they are quicker than all get out. And they can run and they play extremely hard. They'll be an interesting one to follow. Now, for me to sit here and say I've 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 studied them eight times. No, I'm not about to say that. I've caught them a couple of times and it has gotten my attention a little bit. The kind of I'm kind of the flip side of that with 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 KU, you know. So I would have probably had I would have probably my I would have had you know Alabama. I hate to admit Alabama Purdue. Big old big kid from Purdue's a load guy. He's tough to handle. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. I could. I would have had, you know, either 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 Marquette or UCLA or somebody ahead of KU. I would not have put KU in the well, in the top four personally. But but here's the problem, Pat, is that UCLA they lose uh, Jalen Clark. Uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Clark, yeah. their their starting right. forward, that lost him for the season to to an Achilles, so he's not coming right. back. Gone. But they also lost their starting center. Uh, Adem Bona, uh, he goes down uh, with an injury on Friday in the semifinal. And so it's 
I, mm-hmm. I think if, if yeah. UCLA hadn't had those injuries, maybe, like Matt said, I think you could make a darn good case for Texas. If Texas was number one Texas, over Kansas, yeah. I would just mm-hmm. say tell Kansas that, hey, they beat you twice in the last eight days, once by 16, once by right. 20, so you right. don't deserve it. I, it, I no. wouldn't have had a problem with that, Pat. No. I didn't think I, I, they would do it based on right. everything that Matt has said about all these quad one wins and, and this and that, but you make a good point. Pat, talking about how many times they've been blown out this year. I mean, you got their brains beat out. You know, we don't – I mean, they go forever and don't lose a game in Lawrence, you know, and then all of a sudden you just get, get run out the stadium up there a couple of times. I don't yeah. know. That's a uh, – you're, you're right, UCLA. Yeah. TCU just ran them out of the arena. And, look, the bottom know? line is wins and losses. So I, I don't – I shouldn't use this as a criticism, but they had a bunch of close calls on their home floor too. I mean, yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State – um, was it Baylor that gave them all they wanted? I think Iowa State yeah. did. They um, came, yeah. had some comebacks oh, yeah. at home. Now, yeah, look, the, exactly, the bottom man. line is is winning the game, and I understand that. So sure, I don't want to sure. you know, turn my nose sure. up at any win. But, I'm, yeah, I no, this is not as talented as a Kansas team as we've seen. I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of probably trying to put them in that in that. You'll categorize them in that when when you see them a number one seed because I I mean this this looks like the Kansas JVs to me with what with their better teams up there but but anyway that's um boy, but well the oh, Big God, Twelve man. had so many you know they talk about the quad one wins but it's like OSU OSU had six quad one wins but they mm-hmm. had eighteen opportunities they had twelve quad one losses and that's sure. what I heard a committee that well the guy that that's they what he said the head of mm-hmm. head of the committee yeah. said right. yeah. you know I'm sorry they just they, they they lost too many times. By the way, uh mm. Kansas it wasn't Baylor they had a tough time with their home floor. They barely beat West Virginia, barely beat Tech. Yeah. Now they beat oh, them. Yeah. But you know yeah, they, they're close close uh, yeah games. close call. So yeah they sure. they could have um, sure. you know sure. they could have easily lost a few more games. Is is self claiming that he's going to coach in this thing? Yeah, they, they I think said. so. They, yeah, they made the oh, announcement. Gosh, yeah, and, and they did. You know, they came out and gave the specifics. They said it was, you know, what two stints, and, two you know, stints, yeah. um, in the procedure the other day. But the but the good news is, yeah, I mean, they they say that 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 he's going to be available. So, Pat, I'm kind of oh. like you. I I I hope he's making the wise decision. You know, um, yeah. I'm not a doctor, and I don't know his condition. I know it. I know it. And if I if I really did know his condition, it would be like Greek to me because I'm not a doctor. I just hope he's, I hope he's doing the right thing. Well, I'll, you know, you when know, you're you're you're, the, you're coach of an iconic club, and you're you know you're, you're like say you're going into national championship competition yeah. now. Obviously, the it's it's immense pressure on a good day, you know. And obviously at KU, you're expected to win every one of them. You know, and also I, I just I'm so fond of Bill and so proud of what he's accomplished and having known him ever since he was a student and, and the whole deal. I just hope that, like I say, everybody's doing the smart thing here. So, Pat, what you're saying is looking looking down at the bracket, Arkansas, mm. if they get by Illinois, which will be a good first-round game, they could be matched up with Kansas in the second game, Pat. Well, and there's no earthly talent about Arkansas. I mean, there there is, you know – Hopefully, and I heard y'all talking. See, I think that was a that was a video, one of their video guys or an assistant yes. video guy. Yeah, that, video guy. Yeah. The, 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 whether the young man now you don't want to go knocking phones out. I mean, whether the young man was a Kentucky student newspaper that was right. just right. waiting there to get Kentucky and everything. And 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 usually, if you see Musselman coming, probably the smart thing to do is run. You know, I mean, with him, 
I mean, he, you know, he's he, he's wound oh, oh, out he, of the He's drug. a fiery soul. Oh my yeah. goodness sakes, you know, and and you you know you stick a cell phone up there to the guy's face and everything, and then and now I was reading the Arkansas paper a year check. The AD came out and you know, and the young man's issued a the video guy issued a said he's sorry he did it and all this, but you know, it. I mean, the the. Basically, as I read it, Arkansas kind of said, hey, we shouldn't have done it, but the kid shouldn't have been there anyway. That's the way I interpret it, be quite honest about it. They made a statement on it. The AD over there did. Well, You're I, a check. And, and, and I think I think Musman's kind of frustrated the way this year has gone. Oh, I mean, oh no question. Well, this bunch has to frustrate him. I think I mean, it does. I mean, yeah, like, yes, I mean just yes, for, for yes. example, okay, just sure. a point of reference here. One of the websites I look at for you know projections for NBA draft projections They've mm-hmm. had Nick Smith going fourth overall and Anthony Black going fifth, and they have a couple of other guys from Arkansas getting drafted. Yeah, this Brazil is a really got hurt. Yes, he's, right. He's had some kids hurt. You Smith was yep. hurt early, wasn't That's, he? And yes, he was all hurt. this and high-profile signees, and yeah. I'm sure it does frustrate him because you know you you think what what could have been could right, have been. If, right? Yeah, with as talented as these guys are, and you'll lose you know a bunch of them after this after this thing and all. But oh yeah, they're worth watching. Them in Illinois will be a heck of a ball game. Underwood can coach. Now, I mean, I know oh, he definitely he left, can. Yeah, yeah. Underwood in Illinois can coach. That'll be a hell of a ball game with him in Arkansas. I bet you. Now that that game against A and M, I mean, Smith goes six out of twenty. Council has had his moments. He goes mm-hmm. one for seven in that game. I mean, they they just didn't shoot the ball well uh, against A and M. Five for well, that, twenty well, from three. They're kind of like some other people around here. I mean, they can have fits of of not hitting. You know, I mean, and now they are quick and they can run and yep. and they play harder than you know what. And if, if they get you, start turning the ball over and all. But but they can go through some spells where they have a, they struggle scoring a little bit. They do. Well, they, they had a 13-point lead at halftime in that game. That's oh, why yeah. he's so frustrated. Yeah, oh, yeah. He knows they let oh, one get away. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Busy weekend in the NFL, and, and, and now coming up at 11 o'clock, I mean, now we've got yeah. you know, uh, free agency uh, coming up later on at the end of this hour, in fact. So what, first, what, what, are your, well, what stood out to you over the weekend, NFL? Well, the, the first thing that jumped at me, Craig, and this, this, you know, it was the NFL lost a couple of uh, – there was a couple of passings that Bud Grant, obviously, at 95 – you know, Bud Grant was coach of the Minnesota Vikings for 18 seasons. Actually, you know, coach the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for, for 10 and won four Grey Cups, which is obviously a big deal up there. You know, he's Canadian. Played, actually played in the NBA, played in the NFL. Bud Grant played University of Minnesota, was a Minnesota guy. Goes up and, and, and gets into the coaching part of his head coach up there in Winnipeg. Again, wins a Grey Cup four times, comes down to, to, comes down to, to, to the Vikings. 
you know, and he's the guy that, you know, they go to four Super Bowls. And and that was the, the our buddy, you know, Terry Brown, you know, that's his son that has the, the Curtis's insurance guy and all this kind of stuff and, and all, but, uh, you know, played for the Minnesota Vikings and, and, and you know, the four Super Bowls had the purple people eaters, all those great defensive linemen, never did win the thing. But Bud Grant was, you know, really one of the, the, the – Outst- truly outstanding coaches. I think fifth fifth most professional wins of any, any coach overall. Combined wins between the NFL and the, the CFL and the Canadian Football League. This guy was really a good somebody. Kind of stern acted. I never really did cross paths with him. I knew people that coached for him that that loved him. You know, Neil Armstrong and Buddy Ryan and those guys, that's where, you know, they got that 46 defense going and then go to Chicago and the rest of that's all history. See, they were they were Bud Grant guys. So Grant passed away at, at the age of 95. And if you're a, if you're a real Steeler guy, and Craig is, and you're, Craig remembered this name, but I knew him from, from my days in, 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 in the University of Pittsburgh. And, and, you know, collegiately, Dick Haley, was a guy that played at Pitt in the late 50s, early 60s. Played, you know, kind of had a cup of coffee with the Steelers playing. You know, he wasn't played for about four years, then gets into pro personnel, originally with the Dolphins, worked his way up, becomes player personnel for the Steelers from 71 through 1990. And he's the guy that, that in a couple other ones, but that were, the, you know, kind of the, the lead guys. And when they selected that bunch in the, that won all those Super Bowls in the 74 group, you know, when they, 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 when they picked Swan, uh, Jack Lambert, Stallworth, Mike Webster, all that crew. You know, Todd Haley, who later became an offensive coordinator at Cleveland, head coach of Kansas City, that's his father. Dick Haley was really a good guy. We got to know him because he was, you know, again, was with the Steelers forever. We then went with the Jets as with their director of player personnel from 91 to 02. You know, so Dick Haley was a pretty good somebody in the NFL too. But you had those two passings, which, uh, you know, guys that had been around. Now, you get into what's today the first day of starting the free agency. And, you know, when you're <laughs> – when you're coaching in the NFL, you've you've probably had a a list of four or five guys. If if there's going to be some activity, your position to to kind of study. And now all of a sudden, you can you're actually getting into some kind of recruiting because sometimes these guys will not sometimes more times than not they'll come in to visit. They're liable to bring their wife. You're into you're liable to go out to dinner with them. You got somebody in the organization to take the wife around and show them schools and all this kind of stuff. But this is the this is when that stuff really gets going. And it'll obviously, you know, with the guys that are out there and to see what's going on, you know, guys, it's I mean, there's no telling. There's no earthly telling what's going to go on with Lamar Jackson. I mean, there's just, you know, when you, you got into the, the, the exclusive and non-exclusive and the tags and all this kind of stuff, I guess the guy that's really, you got Orlando Brown that's out there. This might be the best offensive lineman in pro football, might it? He's up there. He, he's, he's had a very good career. I know it. Right. I know it. You know, he, he's – and and now is somebody going to – we get into this, is somebody going to jump out and, and drop a big number on him? Or, you know, do you feel like it, it – it, 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 that's for an offensive lineman, that's too much to spend or something like that? The interesting guy to me, probably of any of them, is what are people going to do with Garoppolo? You know, and I think a lot of that is contingent on kind of what Lamar Jackson does and – 
and, and then Aaron Rodgers. If well, okay. and, and the so Rodgers if Aaron thing, Rodgers yeah. doesn't do anything by eleven o'clock this morning, I mean the Jets are in a position, Pat, where someone mm-hmm. else is going to make a move yes. on Garoppolo. Oh yeah, precisely. oh yeah, oh that's what yeah. you get into. That's exactly that's, what you get into. They're sitting up there right now saying, okay, if something doesn't happen here with Rodgers, okay, we better move on Garoppolo if if you feel pretty good about him. He might not be. You know, the, the, the number one guy, but he's he's good. He's, I think, at 31 years old. He's probably, you know, a guy that for, for a couple of years, and he's won and everything. Uh, Garoppolo, Garoppolo gets real interesting on this kind of thing. He is 44 and 19. Whatever else you want to say about Jimmy exactly. King, he, he is exactly one, right? right. Yeah, 40, yeah. If you include mm-hmm. the playoffs, 44 and 19. So, yeah, I mean, he'd, he'd be a good backup uh, choice if Aaron Rodgers is, is slow playing. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Now it's time to find out who made the biggest splash in sports this weekend. Brought to you by Aquascape Pools. Call 478-POOL to talk to a pool professional. Aquascape Pools. Outdoor living is their passion. It's who made the biggest splash in sports this weekend on WWLS, the sports animal. Bellis for three. No way. In and out. Batted around. Back out to Tubelis. Arizona doesn't have to go fast. They do. Arizona by two. And that was ESPN, I believe, uh, Matt, right on the call. Courtney Ramey, he had missed all four of his previous three-point shots on Saturday night. But he got the ball right inside the top of the key and knocked down the shot of the game with 16.7 to go to put Arizona in front. Uh, the eighth-ranked Wildcats hung on from there. They beat UCLA 61-59 in the Pac-12 title game. And so Arizona ends up with a number two seed in the NCAA tournament, number two seed in the Alabama region in the south, uh, but took down UCLA the other day. UCLA, again, as we said, uh, playing shorthanded uh, without a couple of key players in that game. Uh, I'm right here at Dave Stanley Chrysler, Jeep and Dodge, joined by the one and only Pat Jones. And so, Pat, going into the break, we were talking about uh, the, the NFL draft, of course, coming up April 27 to 29, and the Bears trade the number one pick mm. in that draft to the Panthers. They get the wide receiver, D.J. Moore, plus they mm-hmm. get Carolina's number one pick at number nine, a late second-round pick at number 61, a 2024 first-round pick, and a 2025 second-round pick. And it just tells me that that uh, they they want to go forward with Justin Fields. Pat, do you see something different here? No. What's going to be interesting now to see what what direction Carolina goes from here? You know, you got just think about this, guys. I mean, they could, yeah, you know, be be it be it Bryce Young. I mean, whoever they've got a guy, or they've got two or three guys, quarterbacks that they feel like that if we get any one of these guys we're going to be we're going to be well pleased or is there just one guy that they feel like is head and shoulders above everybody point being if they've got several guys close i wouldn't discount the fact that carolina could trade out of mm-hmm. number 1 if say if 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 arizona or india or seattle or one of them 
you know, feel, feel compelled to move up, you know, for whatever reason. Carolina could trade down and pick up something else and still get the guy they want. What if, what if they have, just for discussion purposes, what if they got Will Levis, the Kentucky kid? Say they got him with the, with the best grade. Okay, mm-hmm. now, and then you see you still got Bryce Young the, 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 out there. You got Richardson. You got C.J. Stroud. Richardson, the Florida kid. You know, then Hooker, the Tennessee kid, and then some other guys down there. But, you know, depending on how good people think these guys are, yeah. that, that, that's what's going to be real interesting to me to see if Carolina wheels and deals anymore with this number one pick. Because you got three of them that could go high, uh, Levis, like yep. you said, Bryce Young, and, and C.J. Stroud. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I mean that 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 could definitely happen. It's the third time the Panthers have had the number one pick. They had it in their first season, 1995. Traded it to the Bengals that time in exchange for the number five pick and 36 in the second round. They selected Kerry Collins at number five that year. Mm-hmm. Then they also had the top pick in 2011. They took Cam Newton. He went on to be an MVP in 2015 and lead him to the Super Bowl. So, so we'll see. What do you think of DJ Moore? That part of that trade, Pat. Uh, he was a number 24 pick in 2018, uh, former Maryland star. Uh, I, I I think he's a pretty darn good receiver. So they get yeah. one good receiver and four draft picks. I mean, well, the draft picks to me, I, I you know I'd, I'd be a liar if I've said I've. St- I remember more when. When he was at, at, at Maryland, and again, he kind of started popping out at me. I haven't quite honestly followed him real closely, Craig, but, you know, the guy's had a pretty good career and everything. I do have some members of him when he was in Maryland, so he's obviously got some ability. But, you know, you start accumulating picks like that, and and now, you know, like we always say, you, you got to take the right guys. But this yeah. this could be a, a you know, a, a Jimmy Johnson type of move. Coach, that's why I I thought this was a home run for the Bears. Oh, I did too. I I thought an absolute home run. And I also, I got to tell you, Pat, I I don't like the deal for Carolina. And here's why. Okay. Unless they do what what you're throwing out there, unless they trade back again and and choose to move Mm -hmm. down to three or something like Mm -hmm, that. Right. They damn well better hit on one because they gave up a ton. Oh, they did. And Pat, I. You know, like, for example, the other day, you know, I saw on Twitter, you know, yeah. what, what, who do you think the Panthers will draft at number one? And I, my response was, they better draft John Elway or Jim Brown, and John Elway and Jim Brown are not in this draft. Yeah, Peyton so, Manning's not in this no, draft. Heck no, heck no. So no. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't like the deal. I really, I mean, again, unless Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and, and I want to, I've thought about this, and I really mean what I'm about to say here. Mm-hmm. Whoever they take, if they take somebody at number one, they better be a multi-time all-pro guy to give up yeah. what, to give up what they gave up uh, those first-round picks. DJ Moore, a quality receiver, a second in there. They better damn well hit on this number one pick. But, but well, Matt, let me ask you this though, and I agree. I mean, you're making good points on the haul that they got. But basically, if they're staying with Justin, and he's only played two years, Justin Fields, and he's shown he can run the heck out of the football. Great athlete. I still don't know if I'm totally you know, convinced that he's a great thrower of the football, that that he can pass as well as they mm-hmm. need to to take him where they want to go. So that, all I'm saying is, like, five years from now, if I had to bet right now, I'd bet on Bryce Young over Justin Fields. I, I probably well, would, but is he worth giving up that much? Yeah. I don't know. know. That's a good question. Yeah. I would – see, to me, Fields is right in there with these other guys. He's – and he might be a better runner. Obviously, better it tells runner, me. Better runner, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just questioning the yeah, throwing. Yeah, I know. I, well, I don't know any of these guys are great throwers. It looks like to me, Levis has the best pure release of any of them, the Kentucky kid. 
you know. Yeah. And, and you, 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 Richardson, there is no earthly telling with a Florida kid. I mean, he could be Jamarcus Russell. He yeah. could be. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be afraid to take him that yeah. high. So you, you're probably de- you're dealing with with either Levis, Bryce Young, or CJ Stroud. Stroud. And yeah. and don't, I don't know that any of them are real different than than the kid that Chicago's playing with right now. You know, I really don't. So I this is this is interesting. Watch for Carolina to trade down before this thing's over with. No, I, I think I think you're probably right, Pat. I mean, it's a especially if. You know, if they like all those guys. Now, if they like mm-hmm. one head and shoulders above the other, maybe not. But it, it's it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, and then, Pat, Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins, huh? Dolphins are loading up. The Dolphins are loading up for a run with yeah. what they're paying. Yeah. You That's know, they right. went and got Vic Fangio, the coordinator, who's got a good reputation. They're paying him a boatload of money. What they're doing, and this is Stephen Ross, that owner. Remember, he's the one that tried to yep. get some kind of huge deal for Brady. He'll do about anything you got to do, right, wrong, indifferent, illegal, illegal. Ross will do it. But whatever, they're loading up for a run right now is what they're doing. They better hope Tua stays well. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school yeah, just I hurt see. me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.